My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 38. And today, we're still waiting for a baby. So Jared and I talked about spam. 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 Not the... We did talk a little bit about a little spam about, meat. A little bit about the meat. Mainly just obtrusive. We, you'll hear us use the word obtrusive ads a lot. Obtrusive. Ob- obtrusive. Like subscribe, which is what you should do. <laughs> Wait a minute. Amazing segue. Yep. Please subscribe to our podcast. Please leave us a rating and review. I'm, I've never been more proud of you than yeah, that, that was that was well played. I didn't even mean to do that. I thought about that for three days. Just kidding. Yeah. So let's go. How you doing today, man? I am pretty good, I think. Yeah, I'm good. I'm real good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Good. Still waiting for that baby. Still waiting, man. It's been a long week. I'm, I'm like pretty tired of people asking me about it too. I feel like that every time you answer the phone, that's the first thing you say is "not yet." I don't automatically know what you're talking about. And I can't blame people because I know they care, and I'm grateful for that. But it's like this weird. It's like I don't know. It's like I'm anxiously waiting. Someone's like, "I can't believe it's taking this long." And you're just like, "I yeah, I know. I get it. Don't ask me again." Yeah. But at the same time, I'm grateful that people care enough to ask. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm trying not to gripe. I think I'm just anxiously waiting the birth of my first child. Yeah. I'm just trying to ask you every single hour, <laughs> just in case you forgot. You didn't even ask me yet. You didn't even I don't, care. Yeah, I don't think I've asked you. That's because yeah. I, I don't want to stress you out more. Well, obviously, it'd be weird, too, if I was just sitting here at my desk working, and we just had a kid, and I didn't say anything, <laughs> you know? Hey, did you have that baby yet? Actually... That was like two days ago. Actually, Katie just had it. Yeah. I'm still here, but I got a, I got a lot of work to do. I can't, got to work through the birth of my baby. Yeah, I got a little blood on my shirt, but. Got to do this, got to get this billing done. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a little blood on my shirt. I think that's what happens. I don't know. Is that a country song? Got a little blood on my shirt. <laughs> Probably. No, that's a, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kent Murphy. <laughs> I know. That's a grass stain on my good white tee, right? Good white TV neck, whatever, whatever he said. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> You went on a rabbit trail quick, though, <laughs> yeah. my man. Brought up Kent Murphy, one of the greatest YouTube videos of all time. Man, yeah, it's been a weird week. I think I'm tired. You probably should be I tired. I think I just I feel, like, intoxicated all the time because of the lack of sleep. And, and the funny thing is Katie's sleeping. Like, now she's sleeping, and I'm not. Was she sleeping before? No, she hadn't slept this whole pregnancy. Now she's finally sleeping? Yeah. She got to the due date, and she's like, all right, time to sleep. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but I'm really grateful because she deserves it. So, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be kind of interesting. I feel like we've we've been kind of churning through podcasts lately. Yeah. Also, had a lot of guests on here just because of uh, this baby. Yeah. This baby's holding up the schedule. Yep. Hey, don't don't put the weight of a blame on her. No, man, it's good. Golly. Welcome to the real world. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. We got some guests lined up though, don't we? Yeah, I'm. I'm just hoping. I'm just saying that, hoping that you do, because I have no idea if we do. No, we do. We do. Okay. We have. We have a couple awesome guests, uh, but I've kind of been pushing them off, waiting, because I don't want to schedule something and people have to move stuff around and then have to cancel. Yeah. So, we will get there soon. One of the guests, his name rhymes with Le- Sean Hames, right? That's one of the guests. His name rhymes with that. No, man. Oh, no. He won't answer my calls. Oh. Man. What a bum. He will not answer my calls. Yeah, it's really frustrating. But yeah, man. Today, we're going to talk about something different. So I figured we'd just go ahead and jump into it. A guy who actually was on this podcast before, Tim McMath. Mm-hmm. I asked on, uh, on Instagram, on the old IG, if anybody had any suggestions for what we should talk about on podcasts, and I don't even know if Tim was being serious or not because he's super sarcastic, <laughs> and he just said spam. I bet he was actually talking about the spam. canned meat then. Yeah, no, I think he was. Now that I know it came from him. But, however, I do think it's a good topic because from a marketing standpoint, I think a new thing comes out or new platform, new idea. You see somebody else do a like and share on Facebook, and you're like, I'm going to do that because it worked. Mm-hmm. And so I think that spam has, our definition of spam has changed a lot. Yeah. So when I say spam to you, what do you think of? First thing. So the first thing I think of are like those ads that pop up when I'm on a website. Mm-hmm. Or that 
Yeah, probably that, or some like version of that. Maybe not necessarily that could pop up because some of those pop ups can be helpful, but it's typically that's some, that something that gets in the way of my scrolling or something on a website. Like, like when you're like when you're on first row sports and you're just trying to watch an illegal yes, feed, and it just like those four <laughs> different windows pop up and you have to close them out real quick because your fears are going to get a virus. Yeah, you're just clicking, clicking. Yeah, I have to warn my wife. I'm like, hey. And then you accidentally close the live feed, the one that you're trying to watch. Gosh, Dan, I got to do this all over again. They do that tricky thing where yeah, they one switch of the, the tab, which is yeah. tabs. Yeah, that gets me almost every time. And I finally genius. figure it out. Golly, yeah, that's definitely spam. I think of uh, emails. That's like my first thought is like spam emails, where you're just like, you, I mean, mainly because my since we've been on this podcast, I have seventy emails, and of those, sixty will not be real. And that's a nightmare to me. My my Yahoo is just ten thousand deep of spam emails. Yeah, some of it I've signed up for, but most of it I have no idea how they got a hold of me. That's probably what I should have thought of because I just picked up my phone to look at it to see how many email notifications I have, and I have thirty one thousand nine hundred and twenty four. And as I was reading that number, it just went up. Like I saw the number change. That's great. That's great. And most of those are spam. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. So. Like looking at it from a perspective of like an obtrusive ad, what ads do you find to be obtrusive? So and is there such thing as a non-obtrusive ad? There is. Um, so obtrusive ads, I think it's, so I think it's all built around whether you can definitely tell if people had user experience in mind when coming across an ad. So those ones that, so I hate the ones, I, for, I forget which websites they are, but the ones that like pop down from the top and they are like a banner that just kind of rolls down and then you have like a tiny bit of the screen you can see and the ad's blocking the rest of them yep. and you like can't get rid of the ad. Yep. Those are my least favorite ones. So anything that like it completely blocks user experience in favor of replacing the user experience with an ad I think is obtrusive, if that makes sense. So. Um, that's valid. Yeah, ones that aren't obtrusive, I feel like, are just uh, like banner ads don't really bother me. Like column, like uh, ads, like on the side columns of websites don't really bother me. I probably won't necessarily click on them or anything, but they don't bother me. Um, this email ones, uh, they just have kind of overwhelmed me to the point where one, I am not going to look at them and. Two, if you send me an email, I'm just going to think it's spam because my inbox is so overwhelming that I don't even want to dig into trying to clean it up. Yep. So those, they aren't really obtrusive to me because I just don't even look at them. I mean, I guess I, sometimes I look at the notification number of how many emails I have and it kind of stresses me out. I'm like, man, I have to, I have to sort through 32,000 emails in order to clean out my yep. inbox. Um, and I know there, there's that thing where you can just select them all and delete them. But then I'm like, what if somebody sent me something important, which I probably would never look at anyways, because I'm just too overwhelmed with the amount of emails in my inbox. But I mean, I, I guess for a lot of people, those can be obtrusive, but yeah, it's just those ones that people create, uh, like not taking into account the user experience at all. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some that can be, that can like actually add value to the user. Um, so if they're like on a website and something like a relevant ad is there, maybe it's a similar product or whatever, it can add value. Or if it's like has to do with a blog somebody's reading, it can be valuable or something like that. But those that like when I'm on ESPN in an ad for something that I have no idea what it is, just pops up and... So, like, the ESPN video ads are kind of the worst. Nightmare. Like I'm, I understand why they got to have their own platform just for the sake of generating revenue and their own ads. But good gosh, can y'all figure that out? Seriously. Why do you have an ad? Why do I have to watch a 15-second ad for a four-second video? Yeah. And half the time it doesn't work, so I've got to go back and rewatch another ad. So I'm 30 seconds into ads to watch a four-second clip. Maybe that's their strategy, just to make you watch four ads in order to watch a four-second clip. Because, yeah, I'd, like I'll get through with an ad, and then I'll have to refresh the page to the screen. It'll just go black after I watch the ad, and the video will never start start playing. This is going to sound overdramatic, or like I'm lying, but I swear. I will find out what the video is called. I will highlight it, 
and I will go paste it into YouTube and I'll watch it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Just because it's just nightmare. It glitches up all the time. It's not great on mobile. Their whole ad platform is not my favorite, but I love ESPN. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm always gonna be there looking at their stuff. I'm really pumped that they picked up MMA. They've gotten deeper into MMA, so now I can one place and go find everything. So what what's your least favorite type of ad? What's most of every the, ad intrusive to you? Every ad. Do you ha- do you find value from any ads? Uh, so I think I think Facebook and Instagram are interesting. If it's something I am interested in, they've they've targeted correctly. My problem that I'm noticing is like, the, and I think they're trying to fix it is the retargeting. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm I get hit all the time with uh, I would say eighty percent of my ads are Maybe software. Oh. No, no, it's like uh, design work software. Mm. Um, I didn't search for a lot of baby stuff, so I didn't get Katie's probably. That's all her stuff is. But it's like a, a new collaboration software or new marketing efforts. And um, I don't know, that gets old. And they retarget me. I downloaded something the other day just to check it out because I hadn't seen it in a few years. And that's all I see now. And I, the whole time I'm watching that, I'm like, you're wasting your money. I've already gone to your website. Like, why chase me down now? Yeah. I even filled out a form. I even de- did the demo. And so, I don't know. I think um, ads in general, I think people who just rely on ads, is it's a problem. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, but there's some people like uh, Dollar Shave Club. They're killing the game. Yeah, I'll see their ads periodically. Theirs are actually entertaining, though. They aren't just like. Yep. There's some like entertainment value. They aren't just like getting in your way to sell something. Like, people, have you seen their new campaign? No, I haven't seen their new ones. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm not I'm gonna brutalize it, but it's basically like this whole thing on all these different guys getting ready, and it's like awkward shots of them like taking a shower or a bath. But this one guy, it makes me laugh every time. It's very inappropriate. But he does like the LeBron James with um, baby powder, mm-hmm. like underneath his towel. So <laughs> like does it under his towel, and he comes out and he does it in the air with his hands. But the whole thing is like, no matter how you get ready, Dollar Shave Club. Like that's the whole premise of it. But I saw it as a, an ad, a digital ad, and I I thought that was was genius. Also, I, do you ever like see an ad for something and then it affects the way you view the business? If it's a super obtrusive one, then yes. Yeah. Like, like I will immediately be turned off to the business. I'm like, man, these people just if they don't if they are that annoying with their ads, and they're probably just I don't know. Yeah. I don't, they aren't gonna provide. Like I'm probably not gonna be able to get behind the mission that they have. Like I've, I've like ads that use storytelling, and they like you can tell that they it's not like a one off ad to sell you. Like they're tying yep. you into like storytelling and stuff, and they like release a series of videos that yep. are tied to like a like a single vision and they tie you in through like they just get your emotions going like i see it a lot like yeah, I, yeah. I i get a lot I, I get a lot of the like outdoor brands that are phenomenal storytellers and like at the you, like their their goal is to definitely like bring you in as a customer but yeah. they actually make the experience entertaining and they make you care about their business through the, the content that they release. And then, so those, those, those people definitely like get my interest, but ones that are just like, Hey, buy our stuff. And they like don't provide anything besides sure. like, Hey, buy this, which I, I like a couple like Amazon ads, like those carousel, carousel type ads kind of get me sometimes just because the products look interesting. So I'll actually like click on them and but that's, ta- the that's tailored to you though. Yeah. Like that's, oh, yeah. there's, there's something involved in that. I think that, so we looking at the evolution of marketing, TV was there, TV and radio. And you kind of just expected you were going to listen to three or four songs. And then you're going to listen to three minutes of ads. I don't know what the commercial break is on TV. I always forget it, but you're going to watch a show and then you're going to watch ads and then you're going to watch a show and you're going to watch ads. And I think that we've just kind of gotten accustomed to that, you know? And so now you get on YouTube and it's kind of the same thing. You know, you're going to watch an ad and then you get to watch a video. People now pay so they don't have to. Um, But I think as you go through, marketers are always going to mess up Mm -hmm. every platform. Yeah. Like that's why you can have free. It's like those very intelligent people grilling uh, Zuckerberg. It was like, sir... Is your platform always going to be free? He's like, we'll always have a free version. I was like, well, then how do you make money? And I think, I wonder what though, I just want to be able to go back and know what went on in his brain in that moment. Was he mad of how ignorant they were? Was he like laughing? He's like, they're not going to get me on anything because they know nothing. Probably a mixture of them. 
his face though, and his response was the funniest yeah. thing, sir. We still act. Yeah, but I mean, there's if you can get anybody to a platform, man, you could. They could have made money. Uh, Logan Paul and them could have made money by doing a free fight. Oh yeah, just on sponsors. It's, yeah. all, it's all eyeballs. It's all attention. But we go. We've been equating it to like. Um, okay, let's use this scenario. We'll work. We'll work through this together. You go to a baseball game, like a, a high school college baseball game, and there's signs on the fence. I think there's value there. I don't think there's not value there. I think, one, if you get a great photo of someone making a diving catch and your sign's back there, it's like it's it's there. Or if somebody makes a great play and they're on ESPN Top 10, then all of a sudden you're exposed to the nation. Yeah. Usually those are local people. Yeah. So it's not – but, I mean, even in your town, 100,000 here, 150,000 here. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to be talking about it. So I think that's beneficial. Those also don't like get in your way as you're trying to do something, though. Exactly. If you want to look at them, you can. If not, you watch a, you watch a baseball game. Exactly. But I think as time has changed, in the past, it's what you would do. Maybe you'd put your logo on a ticket stub to say, like, hey, you know, or, you know, redeem this. That's great. The banners aren't obtrusive. You know, hey, this uh, first pitch brought to you by uh, L&J Lawn Services. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I've ever known anybody who, through, like, a – a sponsored event like a, of a baseball, like a first pitch sponsorship. I don't think I've ever seen anybody like gouge your ears out because they didn't want to hear that ad. No, no. You just kind of get used to it. Maybe you miss it because you're talking to your friend, but now you have the ability to run a geo-targeted ad. Everybody's favorite word, geo-targeted. You can run an ad over a stadium and how many people are on their phones the whole game? Most of them, you know? And so, I think that as you look at human experience, like what I think what you said on the front almost ruined the whole podcast because it was like oh, dead shoot. on. No, it was a dead on user okay. experience. Like when you cannot obtrude on someone's user experience, I think it's a game changer. Yeah. But I think you have to know, you have to be able to, if marketers would spend more time, businesses would spend more time thinking about when this person sees this ad, whether it's in right field, whether it's on their phone, whether it's a video they're watching late at night. I don't know why I picked late at night. Uh, or midday, we'll say midday, be a little weird. No matter what it is, like what are they, if you can get into that person's shoes and think what is going on in that moment and create content for that moment, that's when you're going to win. Yeah, for sure. But it's easy to create one piece of content and then try to fit it into the right field fence, to fit it into the ad that's going to run, to have the same creative as the this first pitch brought to you by same creative same creative to the person watching the late night video mm-hmm. or midday video. And I think that's what people do. They're lazy on the creative yeah. side and they worry too much about the placement. Yeah. And if they'd worry more about the creative, then their ad would be less obtrusive. Yep. So an ad like the baseball game ones, although those are, those are not obtrusive, they probably don't have the best ROI. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like it's good branding. It's, it's not great for ROI. Probably. Yeah. So all those those aren't obtrusive. Like all you have to do is listen to a announcement or look at a banner in the on on the fence. Those aren't obtrusive, but they might not necessarily be effective. So you got to find that balance of not being obtrusive while being effective. Yep. Yep. And I don't know if it's another thing like emails. You can have the world's best creative, but if you're buying a list and you're sending it to people who have not asked to get your content. I think that's obtrusive. Mm-hmm. And you, what if you made, okay, what if you sent out to a list of 100,000 people that you bought? Right? As a marketer, that sounds great to your client. 100,000 people are going to see And those, those numbers are going to look crazy. They're going to look awesome. Let's say you even made some sales. I think you turn off yeah. so many people by it. I bet the unsubscribe numbers on that will be ridiculous as well. Yeah, and I think people, I think clients get worried about people who unsubscribed. I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's someone saying like, "Hey, I don't, I don't want this." Well, don't spend the money chasing that person if they've already told you. If if you could if you could know, Jared doesn't like my product. Jared's not going to buy my product because he's not a girl because he's not, you know, of this certain age. You wouldn't you wouldn't you rather your TV commercial not show to you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's where sure. people get locked up. But email is a nightmare. I think email can be a nightmare. I think certain banner ads, like you said, are great. I've been playing this playing a game on my phone. It's a word game. I'm trying to get smart. It's not even fun. I'm just legitimately trying to get smart. And at the bottom, I'll see local banner ads pop up, mm-hmm. but they're really like not obtrusive. 
Yeah, they aren't, but they you probably won't ever click on probably one. Probably not. Maybe somebody will. And I don't know what they're paying for it. Actually, I do know what they're paying for it. Maybe worth it. Um, but the in-between games, that ad that pops up is always a nightmare to me. It is because... Always. Like, I know you have the, the ability to, like, buy the premium version of the app and not get the ads, but I still don't want to see an ad. I have to, like, watch a 30-second ad um, between my rounds of a game. I know. And there's a lot of them, um, like the little, you'll, you'll be able to close it pretty quick, but there are certain ones you have to watch like all 30 seconds of it before you can close it. And those okay. are super annoying. Those are those might be actually the most obtrusive to me. They're, they're, and here's the thing is I bet you if you could get into the, like into a huge campaign, national campaign, you get into the clicks, I bet they're high because people accidentally click yeah. on it. I do it all I've, the time. I've done it before. Like even on, so like the MLB app. Yep. The They have like, video, you can watch like video highlights. Um and before every video highlight, they have a video. And if you accidentally, if you click on the video, so sometimes I click on it just to see how much time's left. But no, it doesn't. Sh- it doesn't bring up the little little thing that shows how much time's left. If you click on it, it takes you to the website or wherever. Yep. And then you have to start it all over. Yep. So that, 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 that gets me a lot too, because my terrible. habit is just to click the video just to see how much time's left. Terrible user experience. Yeah. And that's not the marketer's fault as much as it's the platform's mm-hmm. fault. But yeah, I don't know. I think in like a game, I think it makes a lot of sense to incentivize more like coins or whatever the, however you win the game. Like if you watch videos, you can get coins back. I think incentivizing that makes more sense to have someone choose like, hey, I'm going to watch this these videos because I'm going to get stuff back. Because mm-hmm. oh, every game has that. Just take away the guaranteed watch. Yeah. Because that, that right there will, and I know that's how they make money. Spend one ninety nine, and you don't have to see ads. It's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. There's a bunch of ads I'll watch for free coins. Free. I know. Free e-coins. Still probably not the world's greatest ROI because (laughs) I'm probably going to click it. There was one game that you could watch three minutes straight and get like a ton of coins, and I would click it and just set my phone down, go about my day, and then come back. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever intentionally clicked on an ad like inside of an app. I don't think I have. One time. I did did one time. Intentionally? It one time. What it, ad was it? It'll never happen again, probably. It was for those uh, the dip, uh, the coffee. Oh, the coffee. The yeah, 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 yeah. And the only reason is I had, um, I and they probably did this perfectly. I'd looked it up, and then left, and I couldn't remember what it was called. And then like later that day, it popped up, and I was like, oh, there mm-hmm. it is. Click. But it, it wasn't a new. It was more yeah. of a retarget. But I think that I don't think any platform. Okay, platforms can be wrong. But I think that every big Google ads can be effective. Facebook ads can be effective. Snapchat can be effective. YouTube ads can be effective. You know, all this new OTT stuff can be effective. But I think you have to figure out your goal first in your audience. Mm-hmm. And if you can't figure those out yeah. and you don't make good creative, I, I still, like, get mad. Because I watch more probably um, ads on YouTube because of what we do. But I will get legitimately mad when I see somebody take their TV commercial yes. and put it on YouTube. Yep. I'm just like, now you waste, you're just wasting your money. Yeah. You have five seconds before they're going to skip. Do something dope. Yeah. That puppy one's my favorite one of all time. Did you ever see that one? Which one? So they have, um, it's, they know that you're probably going to skip and I can't, here's the funny part. This is probably a bad sell for why I like this. Cause I don't remember what the ad was for, but they have this puppy. And it's off to the side, and the guy sprints over like in the first two seconds, and he puts these like jumper ca- electrical cables on the skip button that run back to the puppy. So if you click skip, it's going to uh, electrocute the puppy. That's kind of cool. It's genius. I haven't seen that one. And so I watched the whole, it's like a two-minute ad. So I watched the whole thing, and I, I honestly don't remember what it was for. It obviously wasn't for me. But you, they built that content for that moment in time, mm-hmm. and that was genius. Yeah, yeah. Genius. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. That's a, that's a, five that's, years old. That's a great three is to it five. Really? Year, it's old, man. Do you, like, do you still see it though? No, no, no. I haven't seen it in oh, years. Okay. I use it in a lot of sales meetings just to like give someone an idea. But man, I, I don't know. I think that's why organic's always great. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you have to build that. But man, I don't know. I, that's why when Tim sent spam, I started thinking it. I hear people grab all the time about that, about just different ads that that bother them, and it, it it's turned me off numerous times. There's been cell phone carriers that have driven me nuts. And First Row Sports is the... First Row Sports is like the number one culprit of spam advertising, which 
It's hard I mean, to argue. That's it is hard to argue because we are watching games somewhat illegally. Yeah. Illegally? Depends on the game. Illegally? Depends on the game. I don't know. I don't feel yeah. bad a lot of times because I actually pay for it. I just can't watch it because of where I am. Yeah. But I pay for it. Yeah, that's like the whole Ranger season for me last last year. I like paid for something, some type of live streaming yeah. TV, but I couldn't watch it because they were all blocked out. So, I don't know. That stuff, that stuff will lock me up. Yeah. <laughs> what, okay. What do you think? I'm trying to think of a... Give me an industry. Um, let's go with the camping industry. Okay, let's go camping. Mm-hmm. I own a camping company. Uh-huh. Right? And we're we're selling camping stuff. Like spam. We're 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 like selling canned meat. We're selling canned meat. I have a budget of two thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That's what I've got. For distribution, not for creative, to to like run it as an ad or what whatever. Where would you tell me to invest my money? Um, so for camp and camping industry, probably the bulk of it, Instagram. Okay, Instagram. Well, so I would probably split it between Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for sure. I'd split it between those three, maybe. Most, or most, mostly weighted towards Instagram because camp, the camping industry, like, is a easy industry for storytelling and just like following campers around as they're, as they're doing trails and it's like, as far as influencer or like, um, yeah, an- influencer marketing, it's super easy because you just give people your products, have them take pictures, and user pictures, user generated content, it's super easy. So a lot of like that industry and even like. I would say the majority of B to C industries can use their audience base for their content and then spend more time creating like effective, more like ads are geared towards storytelling as, as opposed to pitching something. So use like your product uh, and user generated content for your, for your content and then spend more time on um, creating a more gripping ad so people can use, but yeah, for, for, I feel like the majority of, maybe not the majority, but a lot of B2C businesses, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube would be stellar platforms to spend ad money. And then I also feel like on Instagram and mainly Instagram, you can get most of your content from user generated content. Genius. I don't know. I'm, I'm really bad at putting words together sometimes. So no, hopefully I think that, that makes sense. No, I think that was good. I think that it's just so specific to people, and I think that's a frustrating thing. But I think if someone would just say, hey, you own a business, or you're working with marketers, like invest four to six hours. Like just sit down and like rework everything. Because you can look at the analytics on a lot of stuff, and that's helpful. But if you don't have those analytics, like I think you have to just really figure out who's the, who's the buyer persona, who do you want to buy your product, and then start to work out where they are because that was the first thing you did was you said i want uh oh camping they should be on instagram that was the first thing you said but it wouldn't be the same thing necessarily for maybe someone in the sporting world or maybe in lawn care i don't know it'd be totally different you know you know it's another culprit of spam who text messaging Oh yeah, that can be done well or terrible. I don't. I don't really get much of that though. I get a. Lot. I've seen it. I've seen it done before, but like it's, I, I don't get a lot. I get a lot of political ones. See, I don't. Yeah, I don't they, know. Why. They just got you. Just got your info flowing floating around somewhere. I know, and it's frustrating. I don't know how I did it, but but I've gone somewhere. I've gone to multiple places where I've put my phone number in to get rewards, mm-hmm. and then maybe two or three times a year, nothing crazy. I'll just get a text that says, like, we value you as a customer. Yeah, yeah. It won't even, like, but then I think I'm like, oh, I need to go back there. I need to go back to that place. It doesn't bother me. But it's people, one, that I never gave my information to or people who abuse it mm-hmm. that are a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you send out more ads and are making more ads does not mean it's going to be more effective. Nope. It's probably going to be more annoying. Nope. Yes. Yeah, sorry. It's like, yeah. Correct. You, you, you can disagree with me. No, I, I, totally, want. Agree. I totally agree. So, yeah. But yeah, it all starts with knowing your audience 
And then from there, it, it also takes a little bit of research in order to know your audience. And then after you know your audience to know um, what platforms they're typically on. And then once you know, once you know your audience, you can kind of narrow down like common things they believe in and mm. create content and ads around that. So you can um, make ads that are more appealing to them. So it, it like all starts with knowing who uses your product and who will buy your product. And then from there, it will take a little bit of research and then you're set up. Like write all this stuff down, know who you're, like write down who your audience is, write down like what their core values are, and then it'll be a lot easier to create a effective ad that's not gonna be obtrusive. I like that word. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you said that before the podcast. I feel like I've said it like, I've, uh, like a hundred times. We should have had like a little counter going, ding, ding. Yeah, it's been a lot. Yeah. All right. Future prediction time. No. You don't have to say anything, but I have one that I'm really. I think I might have said this the other day. I think this is. I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast. If I have, just tell me. Okay. I think that in 2K and in Madden. And in all sports games, now that gaming is getting just stupid big, I'm ex- I would be ecstatic to see you be able to buy like local companies be able to buy ad space in the game. In terms of you're playing Madden, you've got all those banners for like Nike, Gatorade, they're all going to be there. But can you imagine if you looked over or like on the scoreboard or whatever, and it was a local company? That'd be That'd be kind of freaking awesome. It makes sense. It's mm-hmm. not obtrusive. It's a part of the flow. The ad space is already there. but you, And you already know because everyone's hooked up online. You already know where they are. And you can see that they saw it. That, to me, would be amazing. That, that can't be too far off. That's what I'm saying. Every time I'm watching that, I'm just like thinking, everybody, if you want to target everybody in a city, um, everybody uh, like anywhere... Yeah, I think that it would, it would, it would be a game changer. Yeah. Do you think? So you know how they're starting to put like advertisements on jerseys now. Like it's starting to creep into the NBA, and it's really prevalent in soccer. Do you think those people who put their ads on jerseys? Oh, we good? Okay. That was my. I was. I was moving my foot around, and I think I unplugged my mic. So if y'all haven't heard, if y'all haven't heard anything I've said the whole podcast, then it's because I moved my foot. Unplugged a little something. But do you think those people who like buy that ad space in real life, like the jersey ad space, do you think they should get free advertisements on video games? Because video games, they have to make it super realistic, so that includes throwing an advertisement on jerseys. So I, what I think they're doing, I could be wrong on this, but I think that they they actually sell it to those people. And I think they take it off if it's not there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like 2K is interesting because uh, the way they do it is obviously you can tell some of their major sponsors for the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they throw it in as a bonus, but I'm pretty sure they don't. And there's actually like like challenges or certain T-shirts you have to wear while you're doing something. Like you have to go to the store and you have to buy this T-shirt and it's like Gatorade and Mountain Dew. And so I think they sell that. I think mm-hmm. that's where they make all their money. Yeah. I mean, really, I think that's where they make all the money. Hmm. So, I don't know, especially like the interface with Xbox and PlayStation, I think that that's a place that uh, will be rich. Yeah. I mean, the more you can customize it, that's what I've always wondered, like with Hulu and other places. I know that you don't want to like go after the local TV stations in the local market, but I think there's so much value to, you know, being able to see that natively in a game, bro. Yeah. Like that's a game changer. Yeah. Literally. I like that. No wordplay though. That was an accident. Yeah, but I think that I think that's got to be relatively close. It's like okay. Have you ever you've watched a UFC fight? Obviously, yes. Shout out to Brian Ortega, T City, T City. Um, I mean, I've actually searched companies that uh, have invested money in like the placement on the mat. Two being Body Armor. What's that was called? Mm-hmm. Body Armor, Kobe Bryant, shout out. And um, Black Rifle Coffee. Both invested a ton of money in that. I saw them everywhere in the UFC. And I've never bought it, but I think eventually I will. I'll probably buy it for you at some point so you can tell me if it's good. But I think the gaming market, man. I think that's the future. 
That's a good one. I I don't know if you said on the podcast before, but if you haven't, that's one of your better ones. Yeah, I think it's the most realistic. Yeah. And again, I don't know what's blocking them, where the money is or any of that, but I think that should happen. Yeah, that seems super logical. So I, this is the last thing I'm going to hit you with. I went to Twitter, and I was just going to ask you just what you think one of these trending topics is, or if you could answer it. I'm on Twitter, too. See if we have the same trend, trending topics. The world would be better if. Oh, yep, I have that one. What do you think the answer is? The, the world, world would, the world would be, be better, better if there was more compassion. Mm. I like that. Yeah. If the world would be better if there was more listening and less opinion. I like that. That's my two. What's yours? I know Twitter's like a place, or like the internet's a place you're supposed to be able to like have fun and stuff, but it's become such real life. But it's kind of heartbreaking to scroll through here and see some of them. You know, like, if if Donald Trump was impeached, <laughs> if, you know, like, if this guy was dead, like, you're like, man, I don't fuck that's <laughs> Professor Snape's Twitter account said... The world would be better if Alan Rickman was still alive. And that's the dude who played Professor Snape in the Harry Potter series. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a hard one. I think it'd just be better if if we assumed the best about people mm. first. Yep. Like you didn't what? just hate somebody because they disagreed with your political view or yeah. did something different than you or looked different. Like, assume the best. Like, hey, I don't really know that guy, and I know the media just put this out, but I'm going to assume that that's not true because we're in a time where you are guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's super prevalent now. Here's the second one. Things you should never assume. Is that another trending thing? Yeah. Man, Twitter's kind of deep today. So I didn't even see that until I said that. So now I feel like a, a con artist. But things you should never assume. I feel like you just answered that one. Should never assume, well, probably like anything. I don't know. You should never assume that you're spending your marketing dollars the right way. Ooh. Yep. I don't like that answer. I'd rather be Mm. deep. Okay, here, I'm just going to read this out loud. I haven't read it, so I might get us in trouble. But things you should never assume. Gender. Pronouns. Sexuality. Ability. Nationality. Language. Education. Class. Race, ethnicity, mental health. Are those all different tweets or that one tweet? Okay. I was like, man, those back to back to back with different tweets. That's. Oh, yeah, I just saw that one. Yep. I guess it just makes sense to not assume anything. Yeah. Except the best. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the right answer. I don't know. I don't know. Assumptions have never served me very well. Whew. Like, I don't think they ever have. I mean, I feel like, do you, okay, assumptions and instincts are different, right? Ooh, man, I like that question, though. Um, I would say they are different because I think an instinct just happens. Mm-hmm. Assumption feels more like follow-through. Like you've actually, like, thought about it, and it's, it's more of, like, your thoughts on something where instincts, I guess instincts are more... See, I always think of like instincts when I'm playing sports. Like it's more of like a like a physical movement or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I always use the word what right or wrong. I always say I, I believe that I have good discernment. Discernment, that's a good word. So I, I think that within a few minutes with somebody, especially like in a meeting or um, like trying to hire somebody, I feel like I can sit there and say. I don't. I don't think that they're being honest, or um, I don't think they're really going to be that good at that. You're trying to. You're in a sales role, and you're like trying to figure out. Like, I, uh, the, the, I think that's important. It's an important sales technique. But, um, yeah, that's that's a great question. But I don't think that assumptions have ever really given me much value either. Yeah. Because I, I feel like everybody's like I, I feel like assumption has a always has a negative connotation to it. And I'm yeah. sure there's people out there who have positive assumptions about people, but I feel like the majority of assumptions are negative assumptions. Yeah. Okay, if I'm sitting somewhere, if I'm at uh, a bar, and someone tells a story about you that I don't know at this point, like I don't know if it's true or not, my assumption hopefully is, one, why are we talking about something that Jared's not here? 
but I should assume the best. I'm like, that, that may not be true. You know, man, Jared, Jared said you're an idiot. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I, I don't know if he said that. I should ask him. Mm-hmm. So instead of being mad for 12 hours until I see you again, I should probably just not worry about it, assume yeah. the best, yeah. and then ask you and then address it from there. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens all the time with me is someone will tell me something and I'm like, man, I don't want, I wish you wouldn't have told me that. Okay, let's go back to a different scenario. Have you ever been sitting with someone and they told you some news that wasn't good? Oh, yeah. Where you're like, ah, that's not great. Ah, and they're being honest. They're like, hey, I'm just not good at this. Or I failed here. I dropped the ball. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I really I messed up with my wife. Whatever. And then you tell, like, maybe you're telling your wife or you're, you're, it's brought up later. And everybody else finds out about it. And everyone's just like, this person's a scumbag. And you're like, man, if you'd have heard it from them, it's different. And I, that's the way I feel all the time when I read someone's tweets. It's stupid. Like, I'd kind of like to talk to them. Yeah. Like, if you could only fight people after you sit down and had a beer with them, I think we'd have a lot less fights. Yeah. If you just sit down and look someone in the eyes that disagreed with you and, like, assumed the best about them and they did the same, I think, like, 99% of fights disappear. Yeah. I think you'd be like, you know what? I disagree with you, but I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're a scumbag. I think you're just trying to figure this out as well. It takes that, not only, like, the face-to-face, like, conversation, but then, like, having the ability to understand and not just fight after you, even if you still disagree after yeah. sitting down and having a conversation, it has, it has it takes that ability to, hey, okay, this person is a human and they have their own opinions and I can understand that as yeah. opposed to, no, you're wrong. Let's yeah. fight. You idiot. Yeah. There's a couple times you probably should just throw hands immediately. Yeah, there's there's a few times. Someone hurts your wife. You're Someone's being threatening to the crowd. You're probably throwing hands a lot when Ellie's born, especially when she grows up. Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm worried about being overprotective because I don't think that's always good. You know what I'm saying? I think if you always, like, linger. Okay, so I was crying the other night, like, three nights ago. Because I was thinking about that moment of, like, handing my daughter off in marriage. Mm-hmm. I was like, my responsibility changes. Right? Like, this guy is now going to take care of her. Yeah. Like, that's terrifying. But I was thinking, like, what is that? what does that look like for me as a dad? I don't know. You know? If some dude's going to try to grab her. Or do something like, you better be ready to square up, bro. <laughs> like, let's roll. We'll ask questions later. But I don't know. If you're always there, like, I think that she, I think that she has an opportunity to be an independent, powerful woman. Yeah. And I've got to, I want to, like, enable that in her to not be reliant on somebody, you know, always being there. However, what's the balance? Because I think everybody needs somebody there. Like, I think if a fight broke out and I'm in a bar, me and you were at a bar, just us two. And some dude, some dude just start jumping me. I think you're jumping in. Oh yeah. I think every time. I think okay. if we're outmatched, we're both going to sleep. I might get knocked out like one second in, so you probably didn't think I uh, jumped in because I'm already on the ground and not helping at all. But Where were you, Jared? I swear, I, I lasted a second. I tried though. But I, I think that I think about things that way. Is like my job is to hopefully help the fight not happen. You know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. You're just that peacemaker. That's yeah. that's that's my personality type on the enneagram. I'm a nine, which is a peacemaker. Okay, and then like on that. the that other personality quiz that we that we both took, I am a mediator, which I guess is basically the same thing. I think I'm the same on both of those. So, I mean, look at us, just peace. What is it? Blessed are the peacemakers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe for me, my thoughts are I always viewed it as when my daughter brings home her first date, you know, and I'm sitting on the couch with a shotgun, <laughs> you know that that whole like like but, know the fear thing, and that's okay. Yeah. And like that, I mean, it is what it is, but I also want to be the dad that when she gets home that night, like who's still sitting on the couch, not for the sake of like making sure she got in on time, but like genuinely cares how the night went. Yeah. Like, how'd it go? Like, was he good to you? Like, did you have fun? What do you like about him? Like, not just always like pushing everybody out and protecting her, but also being in the mess of life with her. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. I'm. I'll, there's a good chance. I won't be a shotgun. I'll probably have a couple <laughs> pistols, you know, maybe an Uzi. Just I, hanging out. I could see you sitting out there with a shotgun, not for like uh, to be intimidating or anything, just to be comedic about it. Maybe. Just like, man, I want, I want this, I want this guy to think I'm funny. I could see me maybe doing that, and then like the situation escalates, and we start throwing hands, but it's all a prank to her. Like oh. he knows it, and I know it. You know, and I'm, you know, we're like, we're like fighting, you know, she's just like, oh my gosh, my life's over. We're like, just kidding. You bring in some blank shots for your gun. Yeah. He has some like ketchup. The, the blank goes off. He swords a ketchup on his shirt. Real bummer though. Whenever you do that and you pull the gun on him 
and then my and then Ellie shoots me. You know? <laughs> okay. Then the whole game's changed. I'm like, yeah. what the heck? And that's one of those terrible, terrible news stories. Yeah. And then I live, and then the rest of my life, I have to realize that my daughter shot me over her first boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like that's not good. Oh man. That I feel like that prank would go completely wrong yeah, with it you. It probably would. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Oh. We were. I feel like we were pretty good dudes in high school. Yeah, we didn't get in, we only got in trouble a couple of times. But I still look back and I'm like, I don't know what I want. Would I want my daughter to date someone that was like me? You know, and I don't know. I still get nervous because guys are guys. Yeah, and girls are girls. You know, it's just it's just the world. And so I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather shield my daughter from as much pain as possible, while also like making sure when she's in the mess of pain that she knows like it's cool. Like yeah. he's here. Yeah. Otherwise, she's never gonna tell me anything. Yep. And then I'll end up getting shot either way. Yeah. That's a good idea, though. I'm going to write that one down. That's a good one. Ellie, you better buckle in. It's probably a terrible one because I feel like you're just going to lose your daughter then. No, but if it, what if it's a funny? jerk. What if it's funny, though? You know? And it, it, all just, works. it just depends what type of sense of humor, sense of humor your kid has. Like if she has a good sense of humor, she's going to think it's hilarious. In the moment, she's going to be terrified, but afterwards, she's going to think it's hilarious, probably. If she, has, if she doesn't have a very good sense of humor. If she's then. anything like us, then... She'll have a good sense of humor, humor for sure. Yeah, but that, the problem would be I would set that prank up, and then she'd come home with like a black eye and a bloody nose, and she'd be like, he hit me, and then I'd go after him, and she'd be like, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> oh, and he'd be like, okay, touche. Oh, man. And then you have to pull that parent card and be like, well, yeah. you can't do that. I can. Yeah. You know? She should probably know, though, if she came home with a black eye, that you were going to do something. Yeah. I might. Like, I don't know. At that know. point, it's not a joke anymore. I guess I guess fake sh- shooting the boyfriend's not a not a good joke either. Then maybe I don't shoot him. Maybe I just pull the gun. He reaches for his pocket. We roll around, you know, and then you know, because if we're gonna fake something, he's not. I'm gonna end up on top, like like about to fake ground and pound him. She's probably just gonna roll her eyes, walk inside, and y'all are gonna not know she walked inside and just be rolling around, continuing on for like five minutes, and then look up and realize she's been inside for five minutes. Yeah. She's, she's halfway through. Uh, an episode of VeggieTales. <laughs> I don't know why she's still watching VeggieTales when she's however old she's going to be at this point. Or what would happen is Katie would go the opposite direction and Katie would be there. And that would start. And Katie wouldn't know it's a prank either. And Katie would just be like, knock him out, Logan. <laughs> knock him out. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> so That's somebody not... actually does not like this yeah. guy. Little Timmy over here is not in good shape. <laughs> Mom doesn't like you, bro. <laughs> Give me that gun. Yeah. I shoot him. I shoot him. <laughs> Come on. It's like, oh, okay. Well, Timmy, sorry, this was going to be a good joke, but apparently... Yeah, you're in trouble, You're not wanted here. You are in trouble, man. Yeah, man, I don't know. I think you just got to assume the best about people. Yep. I'm not the greatest at that sometimes, but I'm trying to get better. It's hard to. I feel like everything that I've learned on trying to be like zen or love people um, will magnify with having a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll also go the opposite direction where I'm going to, I think that I'll see things differently. And I think that, I don't know. I don't want to hate somebody, mm-hmm. you know? I, I feel like you're, will trust people a little bit less when you yeah, have, maybe. when you have an infinite son or daughter. I feel like we're just luckier than most people. Blessed. Because we have a really good group of people around us. Mm-hmm. And I know some people will come and go. And we'll have new people and old people, but I feel like we just got a good group of people around to like figure it out together, you know. And I think the best part of our community is that it's okay to fail. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have this like fear of being <clears throat> the perfect whatever. It's just like I think everybody that knows me is unimpressed. It's like, yeah, that's Logan, you know, like he's gonna win and lose, and that's kind of a good place to be. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, my daughter understands that. I'm just ready for her to get here so we can stop talking about her on this dad going podcast, bro. That's probably her plan. She's she's just trying to get as many shout outs as possible. Man. She's gonna get get even more when she's actually born. Katie's called me seven times on this podcast. Has she really? No. Oh, here we no, go. No, she had. I would have answered it for sure. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea to ignore that many calls when your wife is past due already. Yeah, like way too past due. I'm I'm just taking notes of everything to do and not to do when Emily gets pregnant. I got you, man. So I've been taking notes for you. Have you? Oh yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's an interesting time, man. It's a fun time. Yeah. It's a non-obtrusive time. It is. Yep. Mm, bring it back full circle. Don't you know You know what else is non-obtrusive? And super, like, you should actually relate these two is spam and spam. 
like spam the canned meat is kind of convenient because you can grab and go. That's true. Spam advertising is not convenient because it gets in your way. Ooh. So those actually do tie in a little bit. They do tie in a little bit. Yeah. It is a grab and go. Yep. And they make a lot of it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of both. I like there's, that. There's some similarities. One's convenient. One can definitely not can be con- yeah. convenient for people. <laughs> I've never, I've never had spam, though. I mean, so I don't know. We should get some. I've had some other canned meats. Just can't, canned meat just sounds like a terrible idea, but it's a super convenient You know what it idea. sounds better than? What? A few episodes ago when you talked about a meat belt. Um, yeah, that was... I don't know. I feel like if you're going to make a meat belt, it's got to be made out of canned meat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Probably. You can't just... You're not going to yeah. put fine meat around your it's waist. It's probably just going to be a belt of, like... Either canned tuna or spam, and the top is just gonna be pierced a little bit. The yeah. top of each can is just gonna be pierced. Canned tuna so around just, the belt. It's, it's just, hard to put together though. It's just leaking out the scent. It's just gonna fall apart. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like trying to put uh, that like stink bait stuff on a hook. Mm. Dude, it just all falls apart. Yeah, if you don't do it correctly. Well, <laughs> we've hit the gamut. Yep. Any uh, word for the people today? Oh man, this is uh, I had I struggle with this part so much because I feel like we every episode we cover so much. I know you've been giving some heaters today too. Heaters. Um, I don't know, man. I might have to pass this episode. That's fine. Let the people down. I think you gave it earlier. Yeah. In your tw- in your Twitter, Twitter section. What I say about that? I don't know. Oh, the about when we were going through the hashtags. Yeah, yeah, I probably did. You know what my advice for people is? What? We'd be grateful if you would take the time to mm. subscribe. Ditto. That's mine too. Hey, seriously, please, please, please take the time. Subscribe. Leave a review. We want feedback like this so that we can keep making this podcast better. We do have more guests coming quickly. Um, we're just waiting on Ellie. I promise I will not be offended if your feedback is you need to get Jared off the show. We would love it if you would leave that feedback, and then you can also unsubscribe and go to another podcast. You're on the show, bro. <laughs> it's staying. So, yeah, leave us some feedback, subscribe, um, hit us up. We'll see you make another podcast out this week. I don't know. We'll see how the week plays. We're waiting on Ellie. If not, we'll see you Monday, maybe. Yeah, more than likely Monday. Yeah. Cool. We're out.